Gal. Hey guys, and welcome to Get Alive Podcast Kunai. It's your boy, Bish. How are you guys doing? You know what? I'm, I'm really excited because we've been putting out a lot of episodes recently, a lot of great episodes in collaboration with Crunchyroll, our sponsor. Um, but before we get into it and before we get into the topic of discussion and actually what we're going to be talking about today on Kunai, I want to introduce our guest. You might recognize him. He's been on Galp. He's actually the right-hand man on Galp, and he's helping me today with Kunai. It's Jacob. Hey, guys. What's up? Jacob, what are we talking about today? I know it's different for you on Kunai. Galp is different to Kunai, but what is the anime we're going to talk about today? We are going to be talking about Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay. And... Before we get into it, for you new folks, Get Alive Podcast, Kunai is a monthly anime discussion podcast under the Get Alive group. Due to the nature of discussion, we can't avoid spoilers of the show to be discussed. That means for those shows that are based on an existing piece of work, whether it's manga, light novel, or some other media form, we're not covering the source material for those. If you'd like to recommend a show for us to watch and make an episode on Kunai, leave a suggestion in our Discord. That's getalivepodcast.com forward slash Discord. Big thanks to our sponsors, Japan crate and crunchyroll and i will say this again big thanks to crunchyroll because crunchyroll have really helped us out over the years when they started to sponsor kunai from the very beginning but also now i keep on saying this when you guys support our sponsors they support us and crunchyroll have been doing that and we're really gracious about it because i don't know if you guys know this we're covering jujitsu kaisen jacob already said that but there will be a second episode with me and jacob covering jujitsu kaisen zero the film and obviously we've had the opportunity to watch the film before the theatrical release as well as attend press screenings in London. So big thanks to Crunchyroll for that. I love you guys. Jacob, I'm pretty sure you love Crunchyroll as well. I do. Oh my God. Crunchyroll is my favorite. Thank you. I'm not forcing you to say that, but you know what? Crunchyroll is a great service. So. <laughs> but yeah, Jujitsu Kaisen, for those that don't know, it's a pretty big show. It is a pretty big show. It's based on a Japanese manga series uh, illustrated and written by uh, Gigi Akutami, and it was serialized in Weekly Shonen Jump since March 2018. It got its first anime release in October 2020, directed by Sung Hoo Park and animated by Studio Mappa. For those that don't know, Studio Mappa, they took over studio wit from attack on titan and they also did i can't remember what other stuff did mapper do i'm trying to think kakegurui if you guys don't remember that we talked about it on kunai they did attack on titan they did jujitsu kaisen and yuri on ice as well oh and also they did the animations that were seen in persona 5 royal so yeah let's just get into it jacob yes that's me that is you yes what did you think of Jujutsu Kaisen how did you get involved in it because for me I, I really want to get into my opinions but because you're new to Kunai I want to know how did you get into Jujutsu Kaisen how did you find out about the show and did you watch it originally when it was simulcasted Alrighty. so originally I think I found out about Jujutsu Kaisen when I would see one of one of the most iconic characters everywhere i don't know if you want me to name him right now or yeah, if you, I can should. you can name him you can name him okay so uh, my my dear satoru kojo he was everywhere and i mean everywhere <laughs> like 
I saw him on Twitter, I saw him on Instagram, I saw him on name name the platform, I saw him on there. And I was like, where is this guy from? And then it was like, I, I googled him and I was, I, I found out about Jujutsu Kaisen and I was like, this looks so cool. Like, that ass, it looks so cool. And then, actually my friends actually like asked me like, do you want to watch it? And then I, I watched like the two... I think the first two episodes of them. And then I, for some reason, we just stopped because we didn't, like, find any more time to, like, watch it together. But, well, here I am. I finished the whole first season. <laughs> and what was your, sort of, first impressions of the show when you were watching it initially? Did anything stick out to you? Were you hooked from the beginning? Uh, my first impression was, and I wrote it down like this, um, literally stylish as fuck. Okay, all right. <laughs> Stylish as fuck. That's that's reasonable. So with the show being stylish, was that one of the reasons where you're like, you know what, I can fuck with this show? Definitely, yeah. Here's the thing. I, I saw like the character designs and it was like, this is cool. But then I watched like the first episode and it was like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> so it was the designs that brought you in and then you kind of got reeled in by just how awesome the show was. Yeah. Well, to, to, to be fair, I think usually it's the character designs that like pull me in or the aesthetic. I think that's the case with a lot of uh, anime fans especially this generation because there's a lot of people that i know that i'll suggest an older show to them and they're like oh you know what i'm not really into that aesthetic and they won't watch a show because of it personally that is a pet peeve of mine because <laughs> i used to be like that i used to be like one of those people that was like oh this show looks old i'm not gonna watch it my my taste in anime has changed but for me everyone that watches kunai knows that i'm not really into shonen anime right i'm not big fan of shonen in fact mm -hmm. it's like my least favorite genre and wow. that sort of changed during coronavirus and during the pandemic <laughs> because you're getting paid to stay at home a lot of the time because this came out during lockdown literally like right in the midst of lockdown it came out and i was like well i've got nothing to do and a lot of i was really depressed i'll be real with you like i was really depressed and i was like normally i, I watch a lot of romance anime i watch a lot of slice of life but it's very difficult during coronavirus pandemic to watch a slice of life where anime characters are going outside and speaking to friends <laughs> and interacting and it makes you really depressed because it's like i can't do that i do agree on that so it, exactly so it's like for me i was like i want a change in pace i heard about jujitsu kaisen i did not watch it because if you guys know me and after how many years of kunai you probably realize this but i don't watch popular shows as they're aired because i don't like to get involved with the community and sometimes i find that if I do watch a show as it's airing, or like if it's like something like Demon Slayer, right? I didn't watch Demon Slayer simulcasted. I didn't watch Attack on Titan simulcasted. I didn't watch Jujutsu Kaisen simulcasted for the, and even My Hero Academia for the reason being because I don't want to be caught up in the hype, right? Because sometimes a show can be overhyped and you really can't think about it on a critical level. Do you see what I mean? I didn't want that with Jujutsu Kaisen and I heard so many things about it. And you know what it was for me that really wanted me to get into watching the show? was also the aesthetics we'll get into it when it comes to art style and animation and that kind of stuff but just a little point i was seeing this advertised everywhere right it was being advertised on crunchyroll it the dub was being advertised on funimation it was even on like billboards like there was a lot of clothing brands that were doing collaborations with jujutsu kaisen in japan and in the uk i mean like uniqlo there was like a whole sort of brand
land because you do you have Unico in Austria? I forgot if we have Unico in Austria, but I can tell you that I actually have like two, I think two or three of the Jujutsu Kaisen t-shirts. Oh, wow. Okay. Did you buy that before watching the show or? Yeah. Like I got that like when it came out like last year. When was it like June, May or June, I think. And I was like, this looks so cool. And that's the thing. So I knew more about the show because there was a point in which that merch came out and I obviously I didn't watch it simulcasted, but then when the merch came out, I was like, yo, this looks sick. Yeah. I wanna I wanna watch the show because exactly. the merch the exactly. merch is fucking fire. And Uniqlo, if you're listening, first of all, sponsor us. Second of all, bravo with that merch. It looks fucking crazy. I think that like all of the Gojo stuff was like sold out immediately because he's like He's incredibly popular. He's an we'll, icon. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that later on in the show. But it's very odd. Like, I've never had this unique experience in which buying clothing, buying anime merch, will get, or looking at anime merch, actually, would actually get me to watch an anime. Yeah. It, it's really weird because guess what? Same thing happened with Demon Slayer because it's Uniqlo's fault, right? Uniqlo is the reason I'm watching anime now. I know it sounds really lame, but that was literally the reason because they've put so much hype into it, which is cool. I will say this, going back onto the point of watching it during the pandemic, it was very difficult for me. Like I was incredibly depressed during pandemic and I was just like, you know what? I want to watch a Shonen show because Shonen shows, I think, are very interesting because they give you a level of hope, mm -hmm. a level of strength, because a lot of the time your protagonist is incredibly weak and you see them grow and there's a lot of character development in general in Shonen. I didn't want to have conversations about Jujutsu Kaisen or anything like that. I just wanted to watch a show in which I can forget my problems, in which I don't have to think about the real world because, right, the real world outside during that time was incredibly terrifying, incredibly scary. And sometimes you want to watch a show that is completely different to all of that. And Jujutsu Kaisen delivered. So for me, I was incredibly, incredibly intrigued by it, incredibly fascinated by it. It was actually on my Crunchyroll um, watch list for a while because, you know, Crunchyroll, when you watch a, a few shows, it will suggest something to you, right? So mm -hmm. during the, the pandemic, I was watching One Punch. I was watching Mob Psycho 100, both seasons, and it suggested Jujutsu Kaisen. And I think the reason being is because there's a lot that is taken from those kind of shows it's pretty similar in terms of that sort of dark fantasy style show but yeah i think i was pretty hooked from the show like from the beginning i don't know what brought me to it like aesthetics maybe art style maybe but mostly like just the way the show was structured and things like that i want to know jacob what were your favorite episodes and moments in jujitsu kaisen one of my favorite episodes was uh, definitely... I think it was the very first one, actually, because okay. I I thought it was, like, so... Like, there was so much going on in the episode, right? You got, you got uh, Yuji just, like... You see him, like, in his everyday life. I feel like that's one of, like, the few glimpses that you get in, like, his normal life. And then, like... It goes to like him visiting his granddad who then passes away. And then the whole like everything like just like changes in like a second, right? Like they go to retrieve the finger and save Yuji's friends. And then he's like, fuck it. And then he just like swallows Sukuna's finger. And like everything happens, like every single fucking thing that you can imagine happens in this one episode. And I thought it was like, I was like, just like, I was sitting there like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and apart from that, though, I think um, some other of my favorite moments in general were definitely whenever Toto, you know, the, the big guy, yeah. would... <laughs> 
<laughs> which start like asking like what's your type of of uh women or what's your type of girl right <laughs> like the fetish fights the fucking fetish fights i was like whenever whenever those happened i was like i should i should dislike this guy but he's hilarious to me there's a charm to him and i it's very interesting that you mentioned episode one because for me that was a definite what the fuck moment because so yeah. much happened in that episode exactly and it felt really odd to me in a sense because it was just like okay cool it set up everything for like sakuna's finger it, it sort of brought the whole cursed objects thing to to, to to point right but we never see the occult members again of, of the occult club we never see the school again we, we don't see yuji's past life and there was just so many things that were taken out of context like okay cool it felt like they were there and they needed to be there as like a deus ex machina yeah to sort of progress the story along i'm not gonna lie i love the episode because it gave us a lot of context but the fact that straight after the episode it goes straight into business and i'm like okay cool what, what happened to these characters what yeah. happened to the granddad? What the fuck is the granddad talking about? Is he just an old man that's just saying bullshit because he's dying? Or does he have some other thing? Like, as I was watching the previous episode, like the other episodes after episode one, I was thinking, is the granddad a sorcerer? Like, does he have, like, does he do jujitsu? Like, that's what I was wondering. Here's the thing. I, I was ex I was suspecting that there was something with uh, Yuji's family going on because he really doesn't, I don't think he knew his mom. And, um, well, he, he's not really close with his dad like and you only see his granddad for like a few minutes and then he passes away i forgot if it was before or after the granddad died i think it was before but you know when the pe coach from like from the sports club like asks yuji to like face him in some kind of challenge and like they do this ball th throwing thing and like the coach like throws it like i don't know like what was it 18 meters or something and yuji it, like throws it like all the way across the yard and like even breaks the world record i'm like this guy has some hidden powers and like after swallowing the finger i feel like that really showed there were there's something to yuji that we don't know yet and this is the thing it's not something that is explained at all exactly at least, at exactly. least yet and it's interesting but at the same time it's like how much longer can we handle it because after watching every episode i'm like okay who the fuck is yuji like to handle all of this shit like to to have to be sakuna's vessel right yeah it isn't easy on a person and he takes a lot exactly. of shit because of it and he gets beaten the fuck up right exactly and, and he goes through a lot of training and i'm like okay no ordinary person could handle this but why is yuji able to handle it and i think that was a driving force for me i mean in terms of figuring out the puzzle piece like what the fuck is going on with mm -hmm. Jujutsu kaisen and for me like there are other favorite episodes like one of my other favorite episodes is when you meet the other first year students novara oh yes oh my god I love her. I'll talk about her more in characters, but that episode, I loved it so much because when they're trying to split up and search for the curse, yeah. it's kind of like this sort of Scooby-Doo thing, right? It felt yeah. like this was because it's like their practice mission right yeah but there was so much tense emotion like during that episode like you didn't know what the fuck was going on and it puts you on your toes and it gives you that thrill like a like a psychological thrill like mm -hmm. i kind of got the mob psycho vibes from it mainly because everything was dark i kind of felt that the room that they were in when they were fighting the curse i wanted to say demon because i've been watching demon slayer but <laughs> when they were fighting the curse like 
the floorboards were like they looked a little bit damp and i could feel that maybe the room was a little bit moldy like I, it, mm -hmm. it's the atmosphere in that episode and the fact that it's tense i don't know there was just it was just mad just to see that happen that wasn't one of my favorites because of that and you know saving that boy you know and and rescuing nobara and you have yuji coming and smashing through the wall yeah <laughs> It is intense. And I'm like, yes. And that episode, and I think the, one of the reasons that I like it is because you get that tense emotion. You get that atmosphere from the animation, but then you also get that action, right? Exactly. It, like, it, it, like, it's so balanced. Like, like it, it gets it gets it like all the way like I guess not, not hyped up but you know like it gets you like in this emotion where it's like it, it builds anticipation oh, it's, exactly like it builds and it's like oh like I guess the climax is about to be reached mm -hmm. and then it's like there's like something happening and it's like holy shit like what 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 like it it throws you off guard in a in a way you know and you know what you know what actually I loved about the about the Nobara episode actually like when they're in this whole house thing mm -hmm. nobara gets into goes into the room right and she she sees all these mannequins and for some reason i am obsessed with mannequins being used as some type of horror uh image and that reminded me of it reminded me of the second silent hill movie because they also got like the they got this mannequin monster and so it reminded me a bit of that and she immediately knew that it was the mannequin right in the middle like right in front of her i don't know like she was just like that's it like she was like are you gonna move or not like i'm gonna kick your ass <laughs> I, you know what? I think with uh, Nobara's sort of what what are they called? They're the straw dolls, right? They they have a special name in Japanese, but I can't remember. But they're like voodoo dolls, right? I thought I thought it was really really interesting because it was like it adds to the level of creepiness, if that makes sense. It adds to the idea of curses because you know voodoo is a type of curse, right? And she's using cursed magic and like cursed weaponry, and I thought that was really interesting. And even with like Megumi, right? The fact that he uses what it was like cursed. Cursed weaponry and like you can summon curses like animals and stuff which i thought was pretty cool like each character has their own like defined thing if that makes sense and and we got a we got that sense of it or a glimpse of it in that episode and i think the first sort of couple of episodes the introductory episodes let's say into the show were i would say one of my favorites because we got to see a lot of character development we got to see yuji how he fights mm -hmm. And we also got to see Gojo as, you know, this sort of, I don't know, teacher, if that makes sense, right? It, it, I mean, yeah, he's essentially their teacher, yeah. Yeah, and I, th I thought that was pretty cool. Like, we got to see a lot of all the different characters, and we got to see some beautiful scenery as well, which I'm not going to lie, I think were, were pretty cool. I'm trying to think of any other favorite moments. Do you have any other favorite episodes or moments? You remember, oh my god, the blonde guy with the goggles. The the salary man. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you remember, but, like, I think it was, like, his, like, first few scenes where it like shows him and he's like he calls like he says like work is shit and like jujutsu sorcerers are shit <laughs> and i was like work is shit i resonate with that apart from that though i also really enjoyed when junpei and yuji became friends because i feel like that was like one of the most wholesome ways of becoming friends they meet each other and then they're like on the river riverbank right yeah and like yuji meets uh chumpei's mom and like like she invites him like for dinner and stuff and they're having like a blast and that was like one of the cutest scenes i think in the whole that uh, was a great scene season. like i i really like that sort of mini arc because it was it was nice in the sense that we kind of got a break from all the fighting 
right? Exactly. We, got to, we got to see the wholesome nature of the characters and, and the fact that Yuji is not just this fucking machine that like beats the shit out of, of curses, right? That he actually cares. He wants to have friends. He's just a regular high school student at the end of the day, right? And he's getting yeah. pulled into this drama, but he also wants to help people, and that's great. I will say this though: that is it is pretty much a trope of a lot of shonen anime. We see it in My Hero Academia with Deku that he wants to sort of be that hope for everyone. I don't think Yuji wants to be the hope for everyone, but I think he just wants to live a regular life, if that makes sense. I think he wants to save the ones who can be saved. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I don't think it's like a demon slayer type situation where it's like Nezuka. Not at all. No, but it's it's more so like he sees a guy that you know basically he could tell that he's being bullied and that kind of stuff and he kind of relates to that and he found something that was and this is something i thought was really interesting the fact that he's watching all of these movies and he gets an opportunity to like talk about right because he was in isolation for how long after yeah. faking his own death you know that was an interesting episode i think i liked all the episodes in jujitsu kaisen i don't think there was an episode that i disliked or anything like that but i i preferred the episodes in which you get a lot of character development uh you kind of get Same. that in the beginning with you know the introductory episodes but you also get it with i would say the tournament arc it's not really a tournament arc but you know where they're fighting in the forest right against the kyoto school and what i liked about that is because it, they sort of painted them as villains to begin with and then yeah through the fighting each character gets like a mini uh, character development arc right we learn about maki's family we learn about panda like what the fuck like i thought panda was just a panda like that was fucking badass dude i was i was legit i was like from the beginning, I was like, oh my god, panda. Like, I'm, I'm gonna love this one just because they're a panda. And then, turns out, they didn't just make panda like a fighting bear. But they actually gave him a backstory. They gave, Like, they made him an actual character. And yeah. that's something where I was like, oh my god, I'm so happy. Because sometimes the most appealing looking side characters are just side characters. But panda got, like, everything. Like, he got the whole treatment. He got a fucking... He got, like, lore... He got skills. He got a mad, mad transition from normal bear to fucking Pandatron. Let me say it like that. He transformed into Harambe. Deadass. And he's like, at the end, he was still like, you know, when he fought Mekamaru, mm. he was like, I would never judge you based on your appearance because I'm a literal panda and I will help you like for the future. And I was like, this is the type of character I love. And I'm so happy they actually like gave him something that the viewers can work with rather than just like making him like the gullible, lovable panda who has like, like uber human strength because he's a panda. You know what? I, I'll get into it a little bit with characters, but I will say this about panda. The panda arcs, have been like my favorite because once again you get to learn Same. so much about panda you go back in time that's all, another thing i like about the show's story because i think we've sort of transitioned into story now but what i like about the show's story is that there is a a, a shit ton of character development a shit yeah. ton and it's definitely it's great because you don't always get that in shonen shows you don't always get that focus on every character and i think it's paced well yes i will say this i did mention it before there's certain things that i do want to know more about like what the fuck is going on with Yuji's granddad but at the same time the show gives you so much can be hard to focus on what you actually want to know about because I want to know about Yuji's past I want to know why Yuji is incredibly strong even without Sakuna right yeah I want I want to know what's going to happen with the cursed fingers like what would happen if he ate all of the fingers for example I know Sakuna would come back but then what would happen to Yuji because Yuji shows incredible strength you know he's able to resist Sakuna he's literally like uh yeah you get back you you 
you shut the fuck up, Sukuna. Like, it's still my body. Like, yeah. Know your place. <laughs> exactly. And I don't, I don't think Sakuna was expecting that when he was thinking, oh, about a vessel. But he's an incredibly strong vessel for Sakuna, which yeah. I think was, was incredibly interesting. But like I said, there's so much that I want to know more about in this show, right? There's just so much. Yeah, I think same. Because they give you so much information, it's it sort of makes you forget about what you want to know because the information that they're presenting to you mm -hmm. is incredibly thoughtful and is incredibly interesting because side characters like Panda, as you said, shouldn't be that interesting as a character it's mm -hmm. kind of like in tekken right that you have a novelty character when i first saw panda i was like what the fuck why is there a panda in this anime and i sort of laughed about it and i was like you know what i'm not taking the show seriously because there's a fucking fighting panda this isn't tekken yeah. <laughs> do you know what i mean Exactly. I kind of I kind of got that sort of Tekken wacky vibe. And then when I saw his backstory and when I I don't know, I think I don't want to get into it until we get into the characters, but Panda is just an incredible character and I really 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 loved his story arcs. Me too. So, but yeah, in terms of the show and how it's like structured, I think it's quite interesting in the sense because each character has their own mini arc, right? Even the mm -hmm. most boring ass characters or the most yeah. useless characters still yeah. have their arcs and it makes them like I don't I I did not give a fuck about Mekamaru. I did not give a single fuck. He seems so boring. Like this, what, wooden bamboo guy? Like, <laughs> I did not care about Mekamaru until I learned about his story. And until I, I saw that basically he was in isolation. He couldn't go outside because mm -hmm. of his, what, his medical condition or something like that. Literally, his body will be, like, burnt if he, like gets like lit on by the sun so he yeah so he has like a sun allergy but when i saw that when i was watching and this is i think was very thoughtful in terms of story yeah they couldn't have predicted corona but when i saw mekamaru <laughs> i i was like shit i'm not in the same position but it's a similar one it's really. a similar position like i'm also fucking stuck inside and i think everyone else watching was stuck inside because as this was airing it was in the midst of of the, of the pandemic so we could all sort of relate to to mekamaru in a way and i think episode episodes like that really help with character development but also just help drive the show forward because they could have done that arc without any of that and it's possible they could have done that arc without any of that but when you see these characters get beaten up later on in the show and it's not necessarily for the show's benefit this season i mean it was nice to see that these type of episodes occurring but when you see a second season or a third season or when we watch the film and you see these characters get into fights Mm -hmm. and you see these characters open up more you'll appreciate that character development and that and that world building that's occurring in the first season and some people might sort of think of it as shit oh why are we getting all of like i don't want to know about mekamaru i don't want to know about panda i don't want to know about but they're incredibly integral to the story because yeah. everything is i don't know like it's it's weird for shonen anime to be like this but everything sort of is pieced together like a puzzle everything is linked to one another i think it works really well and because of that the show flows incredibly well i will say this though pacing in the show because of how dramatic it can be at times is odd because it's like what a 22 minute show but every time i'm watching it it feels as though the episode is an hour long right it's kind of got that sort of drama tv show style to it if that makes sense you do have your comedic moments in the story but it doesn't take away from what's 
going on it doesn't take away from the main point of the story like like i said like there's moments in which you see gojo right the, the classic meme of gojo like running around you know mm-hmm. with the pink background but that moment doesn't take away from everything else gojo does right exactly. it doesn't take away from everything else that's currently going in the show it's like i rarely see that because sometimes at least with shonen shows when they put jokes in it's like haha it's like the joke goes on for too long yeah the jokes in the show are there to aid the story a lot of jokes in in dramas and in tv shows in general they're called cutaway gags so they're cutting away from the story but i find that the jokes actually help give the story some structure they're related to the story if that makes mm-hmm. sense like like even the joke where you had what was it that punching curse <laughs> that was punching the shit out of yuji right when he yeah. was trying to sleep that was integ- it was funny it was hilarious but it was integral to the story because yuji has to learn from the films do you see what yeah. i'm saying so it's it's stuff like that that punching curse i wasn't even in yuji's place and that curse annoyed the shit out of me <laughs> Why? Why was that? Why did the Why did the cast annoy you? Because I was always like, "Can you let Yuji fucking talk?" <laughs> like I was always like, "Oh my god, let him let the man speak, god damn it!" <laughs> and that at some point I was also like, "God, I know that if I was in Yuji's place right now, I would probably fucking throw that shit. Like, like I would get up and just throw this shit out and just keep watching the movies by myself." <laughs> Even though I know Gojo didn't want me to do that. Yeah, but the thing is, how could you do that? Because you're locked in the room with that thing. Underground, presumably. How the fuck could you get away with that? And Gojo <laughs> would know. I have a feeling Gojo could sense it. I would just, I would summon Sukuna and be like, eat this motherfucker up. I don't want him around. <laughs> For me, personally, this guy was so annoying. <laughs> Speaking of annoying, uh, let's talk about characters. That was the weirdest segue, but you know what? I will say something. I loved all the characters in this show. Is that a fair assumption to make with you as well? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I don't think there's like a single character where it's like, I hate him or I hate her. Because here's the thing. I was... This is this might go a bit feel, but for the longest time I had when I was little, I would watch Naruto a lot, and I was used to the whole dynamic between you have the protagonist, you have uh, the protagonist is not that cool, then you have the cool guy, and then you have the female character in the team, and she doesn't like the protagonist, but she likes the cool guy, and I was expecting something like that with Yuji and Nobara. Yes, it was like okay. They met up for the first time and I was like, okay, like I saw that she was like, let me, let me just say she was a bit of a bitch. You're right. Okay. And as the episode like progresses, I realized that she's just as much of a, a, of a dork as Yuji. (laughs) Like legit, she's like, like she's so fucking dorky in a way where it's like, it's not forced. Like they're not forcing her to be this uh, dorky girl. It's literally like, this is her character. And that's what I appreciated so much because I was ready to be like, whenever she would appear on screen, I would be like, I'm gonna go away. But like in every scene she appeared after, I was like, yes, girl. Oh my God. (laughs) And you know something about Nobara? Because Nobara 
right? I fucking love the character Nabara. And I think the reason, the reason being is because she is initially presented as the bitch. And I think that's sort of a bait and switch, right? Because they initially present her that way and you're like, oh, this character is going to be a fucking drag. I don't want to, I don't want to see her, that kind of stuff, right? And they present her that way initially. And then they open her up a bit and you see the dynamic between her and Yuji and the jokes that she makes. And it's funny that you mentioned that she is a dork, right? Because I'll be real with you, Jacob, especially in shonen shows, you mentioned this before with Naruto, but especially in shonen shows, women aren't always well represented. Yeah, I know. And that's the truth. And it's and it's because of the nature of a shonen show, right? It's very male-focused. Women are often sort of the sideline or they're seen as sort of hypersexualized. Yeah. Right? And we don't see that with Nobara. And I think what's great about that is because Nobara is a fucking badass. First exactly. of all, which we we rarely see because how many anime shown in anime that you see that have women, right? Let, let's take Naruto for an example. The amount of people that shit on Sakura as a character yeah. in, in Naruto and they say she's fucking useless, she's this, she's that. The amount of people that like shit on female characters in anime and you have nobara that's sort of breaking the mold right nobara yeah. is a she's a badass character i want to be like nobara i look at nobara exactly. and i'm like i want to be like you like like i want to be as confident and, yeah. and set and like as as much as much of a badass as she is because here's the thing like i was like thinking they're gonna like show her and she's like the bitch that can't back it up and boy could she back it up oh my god like i was like like at some point like she might like i don't want to say she might be at, like more powerful than yuji because you know he got the fucking sukuna thing going I on. i was thinking the same but like she is like like holy fuck like girl fuck it up what i was worried about initially is that as soon as i saw her introduced and i saw the dorkiness of the character i was like okay this is great because not all characters are like these perfect beings right exactly in, an, in anime and when i saw her dorkiness i was like oh my god i'm a fucking dork too like i related to her so much like she has so much fucking confidence it's unreal like even when she's what she has confidence in herself as well i think that's very yeah. important as a character as a role model as well because there's so many times in which she's talking about herself and and she just has fucking confidence and even though other people might like i can't remember if it was maki or or like maki's sister where they were basically like i can't remember it was it was the thing about the the uniform they were talking about the uniforms and she was mm. having so much confidence in herself and her image and i was like you know what you you do you navara you do you because exactly. i know i i know i'm not that confident so I'm happy to see that great representation. And I think as well, it's just the fact that Nobara is just, I mentioned this before, but she's a badass. Like her, her moves are great. The, the thing with the straw doll, the nails as well. Like even the way she's animated. Can we fucking talk about the forest fight she had with the girl from, I think, Kyoto? And she literally whipped out a fucking rubber hammer because she didn't want to kill her. I, I was like, oh my god, I'm obsessed with this. <laughs> it was fucking mad. It, it's like, that's what I'm saying, that you see that level of dorkiness that came out. Like the rubber mallet, like what the hell? Yeah, it was, it was just like, because she's like, okay, I cannot kill her. Mm. So I'm just gonna fuck her up. <laughs> But she fucked her up with she the did. rubber mallet, she did. which which I love because this is the thing, right? You'd exp if you saw that in any other anime, right? A character bringing out a rubber mallet, you're like, oh my god, she's just a comic relief character. And yes, she has the most funniest moments in the show, Nobara as a character. 
But mm-hmm. I don't feel, and this is this is what I love about the writing of the characters on the show. I don't feel that she is the comic relief. Like if, for example, exactly. we, we compare it to Persona, right? Yeah. Chie, I would say she, her closest sort of count, counterpart in Persona would be Chie, right? Chie Satanaka. Mm-hmm. But the difference between her and Chie is that Chie is treated like a joke. Yeah. Like there are times in which people like, oh, you know what? Chie is goofy. And then they just they just leave her be. They don't give her that respect. And I I like the fact that Nobara can still make jokes and she's and she lands the jokes by the way. Exactly. And yet she's not considered this goofy character because when it comes to fighting, she knows what she's doing, right? Exactly. Exactly. And also in terms of strategy, during that fight with Mai, she was very strategic. And yeah. you know, I I know look, we have other characters to talk about, but I'm just going to say this straight off the bat, my favorite character in this show is Nobara. 100%. Really? 100% because like I mentioned before, it's very rare in anime in general, but even more so, very rare in a shonen series. Yeah. That we definitely. see incredibly strong women that aren't butts of jokes right yeah she's not the punchline she's the one doing the punching you know so mm-hmm. i i really do appreciate that and i think for people watching in general like if there's a lot of people that like the show or whatever i think they can look towards nobara as a role model because sometimes i look yeah, at the shows definitely. and i'm like you know if i'm watching my hero academia I'm like, oh, you know what? All Might, he's the role model of the show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But for me, it's Nobara just because of how great of a character she is. In terms of other characters, I think the rest of the characters in the show are great, but some really notable ones like Panda. Panda's a side character. We don't see Panda (laughs) until like halfway through the show, but god damn, Panda's so good. There's something about Panda. I love Panda. Like for me with Panda, like Panda's very human. Almost, yeah if yeah. that makes sense because he has the level of well yes he can speak he can understand like a human but he's very self-aware he knows he's a panda right yeah and he knows that there's challenges that come with that but at the same time he's he still engages in intellectual conversations and and it's weird because people don't treat him like he's a dumb panda people treat him as if he's a human being initially to and the point where i, I thought when I saw Panda, I thought, is this a guy in a panda suit? Is this a guy that had his brain transplanted with a panda? Like, is this an experiment in which, you know what I mean? Because sometimes you do get that yeah, in certain shows. Definitely, yeah. So I thought that initially, but clearly, no. He's like, he's a what? He's a what? A cursed corpse, right? Yeah, so, he's he's yeah he's well, cursed corpse. Yeah, I think I think that's what it's called, right? I w- yeah. I I would honestly I would personally I would probably more call it like a crystal really because mm. essentially like he of course he's a panda but like I, I I do think he's like an actual panda if I'm not mistaken or or maybe may, no no he wait is, he, he is. he's a he's a cursed corpse that was brought into the world with emotions that's yeah. what the dis- description so, is but he is a, he is a pa- he's he is a living breathing panda yeah yeah he is and one thing that really like made me so happy was the fact that he's not like he's not like the panda that's just like the mediator between people and like as soon as like somebody starts fighting he comes in and it's like no fighting or like he gets like he's like he gets into a fight and he like immediately immediately like gets sent flying you know like like the comedy relief characters in uh anime but instead they like he's he's so powerful like he's legit he's like legitimately powerful 
And that's where I was like, oh my god, I'm so happy. Because he he's not just like this... I don't, I don't want to say dumb character, but like he's not just this character that like is super adorable, but that's all they're really there for. And I was so happy about that. And I think I, I mentioned this before, but like, oh my god, I'm so happy. And I love Panda. Okay, uh, look, Jacob, I want to talk about Junpei. Yes. Because I'm 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 pretty confused, right? Because we saw him in the classroom, and I was like, "Is he alive? Is he coming back?" Like, because he was transfigured into that weird curse thing. Yeah. And he dies, and he was an incredibly interesting character. Yeah. I'm, and it's like, okay, his mom died for nothing. He died for nothing, and I was like, oh, are we gonna see more of him? Because we do see, like, we see him in the show's, like, opening sequences and ending sequences as well. You know, when they're, like, eating, what, they're eating, like, a bento yeah. in the park or something. And I thought, okay, maybe he would be playing more of a uh, prominent character role in the show, but he he dies. Yeah. I thought that was a bit shit. And this is, this is another issue. It was really had. shit. It was really shit. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't like that. And I, that's an issue that I have with Jujutsu Kaisen because they focus on so much, right? We don't get closure on certain things. We didn't get closure about Yuji's granddad. We didn't know what happened to the uh, occult club afterwards. We, we never hear from them again, even though they were the one that found Sakuna's finger. And we might think, okay, maybe they can help find other fingers. Like, that's what I was thinking what might happen and might go on. Same way with Junpei. I thought that we were going to see Junpei team up with the, with the curses, right? Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? Like, because he was learning about it. Those sort of bullies that, you know, bullied him ended up dying. Yeah. And then he faced the same fate. And you could see how much Yuji cared about him. Yeah. And, and then literally, straight away, Yuji forgets about it. It's, it's not like he forgets about it, but like one or two episodes after, they never talk about it again. Some episodes later on, I think he does like still like think back on him because he, he doesn't want anyone really to die. Like he wants to save the ones who can be saved. And like, I think some, some, some episodes later, he still like thinks back on Junpei. But I also think at that point, I'm pretty sure that he had actually accepted that Junpei had died. Which again, I'm like, I was, I was pretty bothered by Junpei actually dying because like, I was like, this, this guy, like he, he appears in like, like the first opening and I'm, I think maybe also the ending. And I was like, oh, this, this is like gonna be a character, like a recurring character. Turns out he's not. He, he's there for like, how many, how many episodes was it? Two or three episodes. And then he dies, I yeah, think. Yeah, and that was, and that was quite weird for me because I was like, why? I was like, how are they gonna bring him back? Turns out they're not bringing him back. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, we don't get much, like, information I was so bothered. <laughs> exactly, and that was that was something that really pissed me off. I was like, why? Like, but I think it's because of the way the show is structured. There's so much content to go over that they're like, you know what? Let's forget about it. We need to go on to the rest of the yeah, shonen fights. And I and that's one of the issues with the show is just the fact that there the is time, so much. There is so much, and especially so much for a 24 episode anime, which it doesn't make much sense because technically you could sort of split this show into two seasons if you wanted to. Two seasons of 24 episodes, but I think probably because this is the first season of Jujutsu Kaisen, they want to put in as much as possible so then they mm -hmm. can 
you know, especially because this is a Shonen Jump manga, they Shonen Jump mangas go on forever, right? So exactly, they're like, shit, we have a shit ton to cover. Let's just put all of the good stuff in the first season so that when the second season comes around, we have basically enough hype to generate money for a second season. That's what I think happened here. But yeah, other than that, other characters that I really, really did enjoy, like I said, so many characters got character development. Maki, yeah. Maki and Mai and the character development between yes. the two. Obviously, Maki not having any powers, which is sort of a trope in these sort of anime that have, you know, supernatural abilities and stuff like that. That reminded me, I I'm sorry to go back to it, but once again, that reminded me of Naruto, of Rock Lee, because he, he cannot use ninjutsu. He can only use taijutsu, which is his own physical body like he doesn't he's not able to actually use any other jutsu than like something that involves his body itself you know so that kind of reminded me of him the thing is it's a recurring trope in shonen anime and i think a lot of people that i've spoken to have concern with the fact that jujutsu kaisen that there's just a lot of recurring character tropes right yeah there's a lot of unique characters like panda like nobara like toge inumaki the guy that says shake or the oh, rice, yeah. the, that guy, Gohan, Chake, Kelp. the guy that, yeah, the, the the guy that basically lists out sushi ingredients, right? That so, was, I was like, what, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's interesting because every character has, so there are those unique characters there, but then you also got the characters that are very cliche, right? Yuji. Yeah in himself is a very cliche character. He gains power from some, he doesn't have power, he gains power from someone else and he has a mentor. Right? Well, we don't know if he doesn't have Well, them. we, we don't thing. know, but in the same way, I mean, looking at it just from first season, you can assume that, right? Because yeah. it's like that in My Hero Academia. It's like that in, you know, other shows as well. Like so many other shonen shows are like that. You've got in the same way, Maki. If you look at Maki, no powers. But, you know, just like Rock Lee, just like, what's his name, Deku in, in uh, Boku no Hero, mm -hmm. just like other characters in, like, even in Attack on Titan, like Armin, right? He doesn't, can't use a Titan, he gains the Titan powers, but that's not the point. But, like I'm saying, the show has the mix of tropes and just unique characters. And I think, it, as you mentioned earlier, there is a balance between the two. Because if you have all unique characters, like, it, it becomes too much right mm -hmm. it, it feels it feels a bit overwhelming if everyone in this show were all powerful then how would battles go out do you know what i mean how would you mm -hmm. end a battle if everyone were just powerful right you need to see weakness you need to see regular characters and there was one character i think her name is kasumi oh uh miwa yeah useless kasumi. miwa yeah see it's funny that you mentioned useless right um that's also once again it is also a trope in anime as well because so many other characters, you know, people like, oh, useless Sakura in Naruto or in uh, No, she literally calls herself useless Miwa, though. That's the thing. She calls I, herself I... that because she, she believes that. She's much more than that because her powers exactly. are pretty badass. Yeah. Like the difference between her and Nobara, right? In the sense that Nobara has so much confidence, right? And then <laughs> Kasumi you see, doesn't have any. Kasumi has negative confidence, right? <laughs> and it, and it does affect her her proficiency with her weapons. Yeah, it, she's like she's like, oh my 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 sword has been stolen and broken, so now mm -hmm. I am nobody. 
Exactly, and it's it's unfortunate because it's like she's a great character. Yes, she's also a trope. She's really sweet. She's a sweet character. She's she's fun. You see the the interactions that she has with Gojo. Like she's oh fangirling yes. over Gojo. And I think what's interesting about it is that a lot of the audience can relate to her because I'm not gonna lie, we all fangirled over Gojo. Oh right or wrong, right? So that man, that man. Ugh. So when we see Kasumi, right? It's Kasumi in a way is like a representation of us all. You know what? This is the thing. Kasumi is the self-insert of Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> what do you mean by that? What do you mean by the self-insert? <laughs> she's she's basically like she sees Gojo and she's like <laughs> I feel like I feel like everyone is like that when they watch Jujutsu Kaisen. So I feel like in a way that's not too inaccurate. When when I say she's the self-insert, not like not like a hundred percent because she's still her own person, you know. But kind of, kind of, yeah. I can, I can say that I think it's like that. It's interesting though because I don't want to go and add to the whole she's useless trope. But you can remove her from the show and nothing would change. It's bad, but it's true. I I don't I don't know. I feel like. I mean, we don't know if there have been characters that have been cut and they would have made everything different or not that different. I don't know. Like for me, like you remember this um, this one guy in the forest mission who was like, I'm gonna make a coat rack out of Gojo. Yeah. That guy annoyed the, sh- the fucking hell out of me. And I feel like they could have literally just used someone else. They could have. They could have got anyone else. And that's the truth. I mean... Sometimes it's like you need those characters to advance story. And that's the thing though, like, I feel like if you say that about Kasumi, I feel like maybe it's true, but at the end, like, that one character as well, it's like, if you want to remove anyone, remove this guy, not Kasumi, because she's still someone I like. (laughs) No, but what what I'm saying is that there are certain characters that you could remove them from the story, and the story could still progress. Like, she's not integral to the story. She is, I think, yeah. what, she's like the, the assistant of, like, the school or something like that. And, yeah, I, I think it's also because she, as a character, we don't see as much character development from her. We don't see her grow. So Yeah, we, and, we only see her, like, at some point, she's just there. We only see her and her failures. And that's my issue with Kasumi. I love Kasumi as a character, 100%. Yeah. I relate to Kasumi as a character. But I find that she's kind of done dirty in the show, right? Definitely. Because... because She's shown as this weak character. She's shown as a useless character. She refers to herself as useless. (laughs) Useless. (laughs) So it's it's not good, I mean, for the audience, because the audience are going to see that and we're like, you know what, she is kind of useless. But I think there's a lot more to her character. And I think, I don't know. I think that she's, obviously, she's very intelligent. She's, like, if you see her character, she's the only one that's in the meetings, right? I don't know if you've noticed that. She's in all of these high-level meetings. Yeah. Which, you know, for her to be in these high-level meetings, she's she can't be shit and be in these high-level meetings. She's of importance. Yeah, I think I think it's because you do see that she, like, does everything to, like, rank up, I guess. Because mm. she needs the money because she has, like, two, what, two brothers or three brothers. See, th- this is it, Jacob. This is another trope. Because guess what? I, I'm not I'm not gonna be the guy that's like, oh, you know what, I'm gonna point out every trope, but it's another trope in Shonen. And I think yeah. when you look into Jutsu Kaisen a lot deeper, you figure out that 
as great as the show is, it's just a bunch of little tropes that are combining together because that whole point of I'm only doing this because I need money for my family. Guess what? Well, there's a character in My Hero Academia like that. Yeah. Uraraka. It's been a while since I've watched the first season. I've only so, seen the first season. <laughs> so Ochako, I think she mentions it in the first season that basically the only reason she wants to be a hero is that so she can make money and basically make sure that her family is, is living well. Yeah. Right? So that sort of... Love her though. Yeah, I mean, great characters. And it's it's very admirable. But thinking about it in a critical sense, it's like there's a lot of tropes in this show that sort of made its way. And because they're small, they're not like huge tropes. Because they're small tropes, they kind of forget about them, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because once again, as you mentioned, this show is very good at balancing. Yeah. It balances the fighting with the comedic Definitely. moments. It balances yeah. the tropes with unique characters. It balances things really well to the point that you kind of overlook its faults mm. and i don't know how to think about that because i've never seen a show like that do you know what i mean it the fact that it's it's balancing stuff in itself is very exceptional but speaking of balancing this is not even a correct segue but speak, speaking of balancing oh my god can we talk about gojo please yes oh my god uh, gojo if, if you hear my my wonderful gorgeous voice give me a call i'll, I'll, I'll give fish my number actually he has my number but it's okay he's a, um, he's, a, he's a character jacob we know this and what, what what are we what are you trying to tell me well you know what he's a sorcerer so i mean he could make himself real exactly that, that could happen don't but, don't don't say he could make himself real he's real <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's weird that you say that because there are people in the community that are yeah. like that <laughs> especially, especially with gojo um if you go and and you chat shit about gojo online who would do that but that, first that's of true. all who would do that no <laughs> first one. of all but imagine if you did you, you're basically asking for a death sentence i love gojo i, I know Me earlier too. on i didn't pronounce his name properly yeah you, you said shoujo 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 it's a show men Manga you know and anime. You know I was getting, okay, drop this, all right? Because I got I got his <laughs> his surname and his first name mixed up and into one name, okay? Um, but yeah, Gojo, really nice character. I love. You know what? I will say something. Before watching Jujutsu Kaisen, yes, the one thing that I saw, I was scrolling through TikTok, and there was this one TikTok of Gojo, and it's like this this lady in the background. It's like, Daddy, Daddy. That's you me. know. And I was like, why are people, like, people are thirsting over Gojo. Like, what is Gojo's Everybody appeal? Is. And you know what it was? I did not notice it until I watched the show. And then he takes off his little mask. And he does, like, when he goes into, like, the different realms and shit. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, Gojo. Like, I see it. It's not even just, like, when he takes off the mask, but it's also the fact that he, you know, he's usually, like, when you when you got, like, uh, teacher characters, right? Mm. They have, usually they're either, like, super strict or, like, they're somewhat strict, but they are always, like, also a bit dorky. Like, you got mm. Kakashi. He, he, reminds me, he reminds me a lot of Kakashi from oh, Naruto Jake, as well. Oh, Jacob. Is it because of the hair and, and the eye patch? No, it's, 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 like, it's, like, not only that, but it's also character in a way. Okay. But with Gojo, it's even more so the fact that he pretty much never drops the the comedy thing mm. uh, around his uh, students. He very much does, like when he's like talking to, I don't know, like the counselor or something, but like he's serious. He makes 
fighting those curses fun for Yuji? You remember when he was like when you when he was like making him watch those movies and then like he literally um brought Yuji to the fight and he 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 acted as if it was like training or practice. Mm-hmm. He he was he was not like you have to take this seriously. He's more like oh yeah like this is you know like you know I mean it's it's just it's a special great curse but you know it's gonna be fine that like he 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 like manages to keep it up while at the same time knowing what the risks are and I feel like that's so amazing and he's like he he he's not like this super strict teacher he's more like he's a fucking jokester and that's what I love so much like he's a jokester yet he manages to like he he manages to like, to like push his students so far to like reach their potential and I love that like have you ever gotten like a really strict vibe from him because I have not I feel like he takes everything seriously, but he manages to do it in like a way where it's like, okay, my students will like actually do this. So for me with Gojo, it's very interesting because no, I never really got a, a serious vibe from him. He does his work and he does it exceptionally. And I think it's also because he has the confidence that, you know, that he knows he's well versed in yeah. you know, jujitsu. He knows what he's doing. <clears throat> and he knows that he they're not a, like, he knows that basically what he's going to do is no match for the curses yeah. right so he he knows that he's going into the battle thinking that it's been won already it's kind of like omai wa mo you're already dead type omai situation it's basically like that he's <laughs> he's basically the kenshiro of this anime ironically i say he's the kenshiro of this anime because well don't know if you know this but he's voiced by keiji tang who's also uh of course Voices I Kenshiro. do. Um, did you forget that I literally told you that, and you were like, "Wait, really?" So like, KG, if you're listening, don't don't listen to Jacob. He's lying. Literally, literally, I was like, "Wait, you didn't know KG Tang uh, voiced Gojo?" And he and, and Bish was like, "What?" I didn't even know. I didn't even know Keiji was in Chichitsu Kaisen, and I'm like, Keiji, um, I'm sorry. I haven't been. I haven't been keeping up with your roles recently. I'll say something. I know it's a bit off topic, but I didn't even know Keiji was the voice of Ichiban in Yakuza Seven. You did not. Oh my god, I, I can't didn't believe fucking you. know what until like fuck, halfway fish? until halfway through the game. Oh my and god, and I'm like, oh my god, is this Ke- is that that's Keiji? You're- I can't believe you're you're such a lousy fan. Holy fuck! I knew that from I knew that be, like even before the game came out. Okay, what look, the I'm fuck, so, I'm sorry, KG. If you're listening, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. Look, look. Okay, back onto Gojo. Gojo for me reminds me of. <clears throat> he doesn't remind me of a teacher. He remi- he is a teacher, yes, but he reminds me of an older brother. And yeah. And Aniki, right? In the yeah. sense that he Same. doesn't see his students as students. He has to teach them, but it, it feels as though he's teaching them in a way that a, a older brother would teach his younger siblings, right? He's mm-hmm. preparing them for life, right? In in this case, defeating curses training them he's making it fun for them but at the same time he has some strict rules he has some structure but at the same time you know i i can tell you from now if i was an older i'm not an older brother but if i was an older brother and someone came wanting to beat up one of my siblings i'm gonna jump in do you know what i mean right so i would jump in and protect them and you'd see gojo do the same right yeah. Gojo knew that all of this dome thing was a trap and that basically they wanted to get to him directly. Yeah. And yet he still went there. And yet he still fucked shit up. 
because that's what Gojo is. Gojo for me is the brother figure in this show and he's he's just an incredible character. Yes, he's laid back, but there's a reason behind it. And I think the reason being is because he knows he's a shit. He, he knows he's the shit. Like, if you compare him to the other teachers and the other, like, the other teachers in the school, they're all very strict. And they're nothing, really. They're, they're not as yeah. powerful as Gojo. I, yeah. I don't think Gojo is doing it in a point of arrogance. I think Gojo, because he knows he's strong, he has the ability to goof and he, around. He, he doesn't have to flaunt, flaunt it either. Like, he's, he's just, he's aware of it. Yeah, he's aware of it. And he doesn't, it's not like he goes out and beats the shit out of every curse. He only does it for selected curses, right? It's as if those other curses aren't worth his time. Yeah. And that's why he gives the opportunity to Yuji for training, right? Mm-hmm. It, it just makes so much sense. And I think that's why I love Gojo as a character because... Same. Yeah, his character design, look, I will be honest with you. His character design did piss me off. I will say this, initially. Really? Yes. Because I didn't like the whole black coats and... And the fact that his hair was just standing up, like, ugh, fucking Johnny Bravo, like, that's what it reminded me of. I mean, I, then I want, honestly, I want to hear your opinion. If you say it, I want to hear your opinion on Fushigoro's hair. Oh, Megumi, I fucking love Megumi. Because his hair is, like, almost the same, but it's just black. Okay, look, it's not almost the same. What the fuck are you talking about? Gojo's hair is, like, standing up. Megumi's is not? Hello? No, Megumi has spikes in his hair. It's He literally looks like a fucking pot plant. Okay, all right, okay, okay. You know what? It might be the white hair. I, I don't know what it is, right? It's just there's something about Gojo that I didn't like. His hair, I didn't like his look. I didn't like the fact... I, I'm like, why the fuck do you cover your eye? You don't always need to... It's I, Initially, I thought, okay, maybe it's something with his eye that when he uncovers it, some shit happens, right? But there are scenes in which you see him fully without the eye patch and nothing happens i'm like what the fuck it seems as though it's like this sort of i don't know it felt to me like a i think you mentioned kakashi before right yeah it's 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 like initially and and this is before i watched jujutsu kaisen i was like this is the poor man's kakashi oh my not the not the poor man's kakashi it, it, it felt like budget kakashi oh my god I hate it was you. it was kirkland costco kirkland brand kakashi Oh that's, my God. that's what it was. I'm being honest. That's what his character was to me until I saw him in that the show. That is so awful. And the first time that he done that r different realm switching and shit, like the paradigm shifts and stuff, it blew my mind. I was like, fuck, Gojo, my guy, like what? And it made me think like Gojo could easily, because he's so OP, he could easily basically like destroy them. But why doesn't he? Do you know what I mean? Like what? What stops him from just going in and just murking everyone? Yeah. I, I don't know why. Like, but yeah, in terms of other characters, I will say this. Look, other characters, as great as they are, I mean, that's that's one of the highlights of the show is just characters. I find that there's kind of too many characters at one point, if that makes sense. Well, do you agree with that? Hmm. I am not too sure about that one, actually. It's, it's like... I mean, there's definitely a, a diverse cast of characters. Um, I, I I wouldn't say there's too many. I, I... But we don't see, like, I mean, we other than the tournament arc in the forest, right? We don't see much more about those characters afterwards. Because it goes back to Yuji, Gojo, Nobara, and Megumi. 
So I know. I'm talking about specifically for season one, and it's a, it's a downfall of this of the show because great, there's a lot of characters and you need them for story, and these are very interesting characters. But at the same time, it's like great we have them, but how much use are we getting out of those characters? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And because we're not getting as much use out of them, it makes me wonder: Do we need them to progress the story, or is this just like padding out? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I, like I said, I love character development in the show, but like there's certain characters that I don't know, like. I love them, but it's either we see more of them or basically why did we include them? I feel like... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like this is like just like me speculating, but I feel like at least with the Kyoto characters, you know, like Mai and Toto, I feel like since they're like, can't necessarily say that they're like the bad guys. Well, they're they're, they're like uh, antagonists, right? But only for that one event. Like, not not even, like, because it's essentially, like, they help out the others, you know? Like, you got got them them fighting and trying to kill Yuji. And as soon as shit hits the fan, they're like, okay, we're going to stick together. So, like, I don't see them as, like, the, the bad guys. Yeah, for a second, for a second, they're the antagonists, but they switch pretty quickly. And I think... Because it turns out that they are obviously, at least with Toto, like he acts as if Yuji is his brother from middle school. He's definitely, I feel like, of course, this is just speculation, but I feel like we're going to see them again in the future. 100%. I look. Of, of course, I get, I get what you mean, though, with, with the first season, because it's like, yes, I, I don't understand why we didn't see more of them. And, and that's like a fault for the show. Like I said, it's like the fact that a lot of the content feels as though it's setting up for a second season. Yeah. I get it because without it, second season wouldn't be good. But then it makes you think, what if there wasn't a second season? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What if this show flopped and there wasn't a second season, but yet we got all of this character development? It's just a hypothetical. But you see my point. Like, that's why I'm not necessarily do, a big yeah. fan of that sort of thing within Shonen. But regardless, you mentioned uh, Toto. Yeah. I want to give my thoughts on him, but I want to know yours. What did you think of Toto? Because out of all of the side characters, he's one of my favorites. Same. He's not my favorite. Same. In the very beginning, I was like, when I when I first saw him, I was like, oh my god, what is this type of character? And then he and then he like wants to fight Megumi. The first thing he does is ask like, what's your ideal type of woman? And I was, I'm pretty sure not not only me, but a lot of other people were like, huh? That made me uncomfortable. Imagine if you're getting in a street fight <laughs> and and or getting mugged or something, and someone asks you, "Why? Why would I know? Th- why Here's would I want to say though. share that?" Here's the fucking thing. I was like, like if I was in the anime, I would be like, "I like men." <laughs> Like what? What would he say? What would he do? Would he be like, "Oh, I'm sorry," but or like, or like, would he be like asking me like, "What's your what's your ideal type of man?" I think he would respect that, and he would ask you, "What what do you look for in a man?" And you know what? If you if you said a tall man <laughs> with a fat ass, I think he, he would respect have- that. Yes, he would. You know what? You know what? This is this is the thing. I'm not like trying to promote that I'm single. But <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but like for real though, it's like I think what's I think what was so funny was the fact that he did not hes- hesitate on like beating the shit out of Megumi after he was like like labeling him as boring for like being like okay, well she needs to be you know kind or whatever and that's it. Megumi gave the answer that I'm into personality and he got beaten the shit out of it. Like exactly, and because of that, I was like I felt 
Toto was like a bit of a jerk. Like he felt like a typical Chad to me. Yeah. Because because in, initially you don't understand why he asks the question, and then it's yeah. revealed to you. Because he was asked that question. It was, and in fact, I think it was a woman that asked him that question. A tall woman, by the way. Yeah, and I think she be, what, did she become his mentor or something or, or something like that. I I'm pretty I sure. think yeah, I think like he said like they they I don't know spend a lot of time together. Which I'm, I'm pre- I guess like she took him for a ride on like her um bike or something because she, like he bit he beat the shit out of like uh cocky people or something and yeah I feel like eventually like she became like his um I don't know if if she was like his mentor but I think she might have been like one of his best friends and. I think one of my favorite things about Toto is the fact that he's into. I think I think her name is Tanaka, the idol. The idol, yes. Whenever, whenever he would like talk about her, and you know, like what was I think it was the second half of the season when when he would like the have the thing where he was like thinking about her and the restaurant and stuff and. I don't know. For, the, for some reason, it, it was just so funny to me. He always, he was always like, she was always on his mind, and I love that he was. He's like a diehard idol fan, and like looking at like him, I don't know if you would expect that. I don't know. No, you. The thing is, you wouldn't because. If I was thinking of an idol fan in Japan, I'm thinking of your typical otaku. You know, if exactly. You, if, if, if you went into Google and typed in otaku, it's basically middle-aged man with glasses. Probably he's going bald. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not a positive image. Yeah. And you wouldn't assume someone like Toro, the way that he looks, the way that he acts, would be such a fan of idol culture. Which is nice to see because it, going back into it, it's, it's one of the unique points of the show because yeah, there are idol fans like that. Yeah, you, like you know me. what I mean. <laughs> like me. <laughs> would would you say I'm middle aged? <laughs> no, I'm not saying you're middle aged. I'm just saying you're not total. I don't. I don't think you're. I don't think you're right there. <laughs> Uh, I am I am I am very much like Toto not in every aspect but I would say I'm like him. Okay, right. <laughs> I don't I don't go pe- I I don't go beating pe- up people though. That's what I was going to say. I'm like are, are you obnoxious and you just beat the shit out of people on the street like I can be obnoxious but I won't pe- beat up anybody. Okay. All right. All right. So you unless are like you ask me, unless you ask me to. Okay. And pay me for it. All right. All right. <laughs> I don't who would pay you for that? Oh, you know. Who would pay you for that? Oh, that's, you why, that's why I want to know. Anyway, oh, so know. going back on Satoto, <laughs> it's it's very interesting because he does formulate a bond with Yuji quite quickly, right? Yeah. And I don't know. It's interesting that you mentioned the brother. It's it's going back to that Aniki thing, right? Again. Yeah. It, oh, my it's, God. It's very family-oriented, which seems very odd. I love it, odd, though. I love it. But they work it. together really well. They have a great sort of chemistry together because they're using each other's strengths and weaknesses and they're using uh, the clap yeah. power you know that kind of shit and they're using it together and they're beating the shit out of that curse and i was like yes my boys i respect them a lot oh my god him clapping this. all the time yeah it was oh very my god. smart i love that one thing i i do want to mention as well and I, th- I thought it was a bit weird because i'm like why did they even mention this but in the beginning of the show, it's mentioned that there's a, a re- reoccurring theme that Yuji is a big fan of Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> what is that about? 
What? Genuinely, like, what is that? Like, I've never heard in an anime that they name drop real people. I've never heard oh, that before. Oh, I, I do remember, though, in Danganronpa, they did. Did they? Yeah, in Danganronpa, they, in the, at least, I, I I haven't watched the first Danganronpa season, but I've played the game, so, like, I know. I think it was in Danganronpa 2, actually. You know Teru Teru, the cook? Yeah. I mean, spoiler alert, but, like, he's he's the first killer in Danganronpa 2. And when he gets found out, he, like, loses his fucking mind and yells, Avril Lavigne! Really? And yeah, dude, what the fuck have you not played Danganronpa 2? I, I, I played Danganronpa 2, but I do not remember that. And, like, he, he like even in Japanese, he's like, Aburiro Lavigne! <laughs> is, does... Do you think he's the type of person that believes Avril Lavigne is is not who she is? Like, is she? You mean like, like a shapeshifter or something like that? Yeah, no, not no. A shapeshifter. I think. Oh, people like are that, like that. Oh, she's got like replaced by a second person. Yeah. No, no, that's <laughs> bullshit. Okay. Well, uh, moving back onto the the Jennifer Lawrence, I thought it was so weird because it's mentioned at the beginning, then it's mentioned during the arc where he's watching the movies, which makes sense because, well. She's an actress. And then... And then with Toto. With Toto. And I'm like, what the fuck is going... Like, does the author really love Jennifer Lawrence? I find it really funny when he was like... Like, in a way, it's really weird how they were like... Um, he's like asking, like, what type of a woman are you into? And he's like, I guess I like uh, girls with a fat ass like Jennifer Lawrence. And I'm like... Uh, what? Yeah, I didn't understand what? that. I was like... Did, you, Jen- did, like did, did she just say Jennifer Lawrence has a fat ass? But the thing I don't get is like, does Jennifer Lawrence know about this? I have no clue. I mean, I don't honestly, I don't know if they need permission for that. Jennifer, if you're listening, please sponsor us. First of all, secondly, <laughs> if if you are listening, which I highly doubt you are, but Jennifer, I love you. Oh my god, loved you in uh in the in the Hunger Games. Oh my god, you know what? I think you know what? I, I know this is a tangent, but I think she probably hates people mentioning about the Hunger Games. She's much more than that. Let's be real. She is much more than the Hunger Games. True. You know what? I would like to see her do stand-up comedy. Anyway, that's besides the point. But I, I, it makes me think like, what goes into that? Like, because there's even in his room there is a there is a poster of Jennifer Lawrence. God, and I'm like, yeah. they name drop her. They put they they animate her into a poster. And I'm like, this she must have signed off on this. Can she you imagine mu- them like just paying her like millions to like name drop her and I have her I, like? I don't think it'd be millions. I think probably a couple of thousand. But it would be so funny though. Yeah, like like they're like, oh my god, can we name you? And she's like, what is this? Are we gonna see her <laughs> in the second season? Like, oh my god, <laughs> yes, Jennifer Lawrence. Yes, let's fucking go. Jennifer Lawrence guest appearance in Jujutsu Kaisen. Jennifer Kaisen. Lawrence is my favorite Jujutsu Kaisen character. Oh my god. Oh yes. my god, yes. Jennifer, uh, oh my god, Jennifer Kaisen, yes. Oh my god, word. Jennifer Kaisen. <laughs> what the fuck? Exactly. Je- Jennifer Kaisen. Jennifer. And they're all, like, in like from the second season on, they're... <laughs> <laughs> They're called the Jennifer Sorcerers. Okay. Oh my god, yes. Work, bitch. That, oh my you know god, what? Yes. She's gonna she's gonna be in the live action adaptation. Oh my god, yes, and it's it's gonna be called Jennifer Kaisen Zero. Jen- Jennifer Kaisen. That's what we're gonna oh, watch fuck actually. Yeah. That's oh my god, the next yeah. the next episode of Kunai will be Jennifer Kaisen. Yeah, guys, make sure to tune in for Jennifer Kaisen's Zero the Movie. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> You're going to love it. Trust me. Yeah, speaking, like, forgetting. Let's forget about Jennifer Kaisen for the moment. 
and 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 and, and Sh Shonen Jennifer. Instead of Shonen Jump, it's Shonen Jennifer. Okay, okay. You know what? We need to make merch. We need to make. <laughs> we need to make merch. Like it's basically the Jujutsu Kaisen logo, and we change it to say Jennifer Kaisen. Oh, you know what? That that is something. If you are a fan artist, please. If if you love kunai and you want to make fan art, please, please make Jennifer Lawrence as a Jujutsu Kaisen character in that, that art would style. That was so iconic. And speaking of art style, I think that was a perfect segue, Jacob. Speaking of art style, you're welcome. What what do you think of the art style of Jujutsu Kaisen. It's so fucking good. It's mm -hmm. oh my god! Like, like here's the thing. I was scared of the of the of the anime being like it looks pretty, but like when there's like action scenes or like anything that's like not like the opening and the ending, there might be some you know like some scenes where it doesn't just doesn't look pretty. And they proved me so wrong. <laughs> They proved me so wrong because there's it's so beautiful. It's so and, and it looks so good and you like you can even tell like like the smallest details like they were like yes oh my god the budget baby you know they they definitely went for the they it, I think yeah I agree with you it's a pretty high budget remember this is Mappa the same people that are currently animating Attack on Titan literally one of the biggest shows at the moment so they're a well-established studio they know what they're doing art style for me is pretty spot on you see a yeah. wide range of emotions facial expressions and you mentioned detail there are points where you can literally pause this show and, and you notice it in the school and in the in that little apartment building that they're mm -hmm. in look at the floorboards you can pause. this guy this guy is, is obsessed with floorboards I've mentioned, look, I've mentioned it a lot in, in, in Kunai and, and in Galp as well, oddly enough. But if you pause and you look at the floorboards, you can see the, the wood grain in the floorboards, mm -hmm. which is insane. They've or gone... like the trees also look really pretty and stuff. Exactly. Oh, they put a lot of detail into the show and it shows. You know what? You know what I even have to say? Like, you know how in most anime they have like those shots where like... Um, those low quality shots where the characters have like look like fucking thumbs. Yeah, they have that in the show. Even though. those look good in Chuchu they, they do. But I think I think that they include them like that because it's sort of a meme. It it sort of adds to the jokes, adds to the meme shots. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but even those look good. Like they, they don't just look like fucking thumbs with like a smiley face on their their head they look actually good and that's what i love and i'm not I'm, i mean like of course i'm not like talking about those moments where they like where suddenly there's like a immensely different background and they're like swooning over somebody you know like in a really weird way and like they look kind of cheapy ish but i'm like actually talking if there's like a character in the background and yeah. they're yeah, yeah. like drawn like low quality because they're far away in the background they still look good that's what i'm talking about like they look like what what, what, what? lipstick in my valentino white bag what, what do you know hell? that vine do you no, know that I, vine? Don't, I don't know oh that my vine. god uh, i can't believe you i i genuinely don't know um but yeah you you make a good point because i noticed it also in the in terms of the character design and the, the character that i noticed it the most on oddly enough was Kasumi Miwa. Oh, it's gonna, I thought you were going to talk. You, I thought you were going to say Gojo because I noticed no, it on him. You, look, you notice it on Gojo, especially when he does like the whole transformation thing. I get that. But I noticed it even before we saw much of Gojo. I noticed it on, on Kasumi because I looked at her character and I was like, wow, 
her hair yeah. is highlighted in such a way it shimmers and it's the same with her eyes as well and i'm like it's quite well drawn but in a way that it it doesn't distract from everything else Mm -hmm. it, it just fits with everything right because sometimes there are some shows in which <clears throat> the backgrounds are pretty shitty yeah. the characters are well drawn and the mm -hmm. fights are well drawn right if you look like something like dragon ball yeah backgrounds in these shonen shows aren't really they don't really focus on them but in Jujutsu kaisen your backgrounds are good your backgrounds are great you can see like as mentioned the woods and stuff you can see the lighting as you know the leaves move in the wind changes yeah. and it makes me think was a scene like that animated in 3d to get that lighting in but that's another thing it's like even if there was 3d animation i don't know because the animation was so good normally in anime if you could tell that there's 3d animation being used if it sticks out like a, a sore thumb then you know it's not good right i'm pretty sure they used 3d animation but i could not tell and bravo for mappa for doing that that's just my opinion fucking love the animation scenes the scenes with the fights were fluid exactly no no, no dropped frames because sometimes you know in certain anime when it's a little bit jittery right or when yeah. you skip a frame it takes you out of it but i mm -hmm. felt like when i saw panda fighting and doing the transformations changing into harambe when i saw that <laughs> harambe r.i.p harambe we miss you oh um, my god fish but look you know what i'll tell you something me and my friends every year on harambe's anniversary we go into central london and go out for a meal in solidarity and out of respect to harambe I, it started off as a meme but we do it now every year obviously we had to stop it because of covid but every You've year, never invited me what's up with that well you're in austria so come and? to the UK. Come to the UK for Harambe Thon. Har Harambe Con. <laughs> Harambe Thon. Harambe Con. Yeah, 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 yeah. Harambe Expo. The next one is just Panda Con and Panda Con. Yeah. Panda Thon. Oh, that's that's, that's pan part. And Panda that's Expo. Part that's part of Harambe. That's a spin-off of Harambe. <gasps> Wait, can we call it Panda Express? We would get sued by Panda Express. That's you know? true. <laughs> they are I mean, a company. It's, it's, I mean, it's not official, so. Yeah, but they. We, no, let's Harambe Express. How about that? Don't sue us, Panda Express. Don't, no, no, don't, don't. Um, actually, Panda Express, if you are listening, sponsor us. Thanks. Um, <laughs> but going back onto the point, even when we saw Panda's transformations and the fight scene, and you could see the fire in his eyes, mm -hmm. stuff like that, or with Mechamaru in his room alone, and you get that single light that's just bathing down on him and you see him in the shadows i don't know how to explain it the animation adds to the atmosphere and i think also the music is a part of that as well i don't know if you've really noticed the ost but yes there's, there's a lot of creepy songs like instrumental music that plays during certain scenes i don't know there's that one that sticks out the most is the transition scene you know when they do the jujitsu kaisen logo mm-hmm Usually, if it was being aired on television, they would put an ad break there. But it's that, doo -doo 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 -doo. you know, that that, yeah. that yeah. weird sort of clunky sort of piano yeah. thing. It makes me feel gross. It makes me feel like I yeah. want to. It makes me feel like I need to go and take a shower. It's something about this the music because you see that similar sort of clunky, creepy sort of piano playing in the later end of the episodes. I'm talking about episode twenty and and beyond. Yeah. During fight scenes. 
and I'm like, this makes me feel disgusted. It makes me feel intense. Like it, which makes sense because this is a show about curses. This is, yeah. you know, that's what's supposed to, you're supposed to feel terrified. That music scares the shit out of me. Yeah. It's not like I'm going to piss my pants or anything, but it makes me feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And it really adds to the atmosphere. It really adds to what's going on in the show because when you start hearing that music, especially when something uncomfortable is going to happen, it makes you live that moment. And yeah. I, I mention it a lot. It's not the type of music that I'm going to go in on Spotify and check, you know, am I going to listen to this or not? No, I wouldn't listen to this on a daily basis, but it really added to the show. I don't know if you want to add any anything else to that point on music oh yeah i do actually i i i've noticed that like i don't know like what they're called but there's a lot of a lot of songs that like start playing with like vocals mm. and I, I don't know it, it, it kind of it kind of sounds like um i think lynn who also sang in the persona five songs yeah kinda, oh yeah, yeah sounds yeah. like her is that her i i'm not sure actually that's a good point I, I, I don't know if it was just like I'm pretty sure there was like some other songs with like other artists but I definitely remember hearing like songs that sounded like they had there were sung by Lin or like someone who was like really like who had really similar um, vocals possibly I mean I didn't quite notice that because I was just so creeped out but what do you think about the opening and ending because to be honest with you Jacob I fucking hated it at the beginning you see what I did there? I think I liked it from the very beginning. I hated it from the beginning. And you want to know why? Why? Because it was on TikTok all the fucking time. Oh, really? I hate well, it. Well, here's the thing. I, I don't use TikTok as much. Well, you know? you're, you're lucky that you don't use TikTok. Because I was looking through it like... I was like, why? This was during the hype of Jujutsu Kaisen, and it just put a bad taste in my mouth. And then when I actually watched the show, I, you know what? I was like, hmm, this is some good show. Especially um, the, the, the theme for the first OP. This, the second OP and the second ending weren't that impressive to me, but the first OP and the first ending, and this is where we go back to aesthetics, right? Where, you know, mm -hmm. when you're talking about the, the costumes and like the shit that they're wearing and, and the way that it looks, right? You get that pastel yeah. colors at the end and you got that great jazz that oh plays my God, on I and love I'm like that. yeah boy but you know what it's the stuff that they're wearing because they don't wear that in the show yeah and it goes back to that whole Uniqlo style because it's like if I shop at Uniqlo that's the type of clothes that I would want to wear I want to wear that sort of can I just say in, in the first ending once again Gojo is so hot <laughs> you know what I didn't even notice Gojo in the first ending what I, I don't know why. I was just looking at Yuji dancing and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm vibing to this. Do you know what I mean? But you see, you see, like, you see Yuji, you see uh, Megumi, uh, Nobara, and, uh, and, um, you know what? Gojo. I was, I was focused more so on Yuji. And I think it's possibly because of the colors that they use. Obviously, yeah. Like, he fits that perfectly. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it was great. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to really listen to this song all the time. I do have it on my Spotify playlist, but the main da -da 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 song. <laughs> but yeah, I do listen to the, the opening on a constant basis because it slaps it, it, you know it fucks and i like it yeah can i just can i just show you a picture of gojo in that ending real quick i, I am such a sucker for gojo 
Gojo, your waymo. Let's let's see Gojo. And you know you know what the best part about him is in the in the ending? He's like wearing a shirt and it's like a button-up shirt, but he's like not actually all buttoned up. Okay. Where's this picture, so, Jacob? I need to see it. I'm sending it. Yeah, you need to send it quicker. I'm doing it. There Come you go. On, Look at him. Look uh, at this him. is the thing. This is the fucking like he looks like fucking Johnny Bravo. Like what the fuck? He looks like a dad. No, he looks like Johnny Bravo. Jacob. No. I don't. I can't respect him like this. I'm gonna this, fight you. Fight me. Meet me outside. C catch me outside. How about that? Oh my god. <laughs> don't. <laughs> catch me outside. How catch about that? Outside. How about that? Uh, catch me outside. How about that? I don't like his look there. But you know what? I'm gonna try and recreate it. I'm gonna go to the premiere. You guys, dress, you, you, you've, heard, you've heard it here first. Bish has no taste. Oh, that's rude. <laughs> what you say it looks bad. I Well, I, you know what? The more that I look at it... Oh, oh, now he wants to change his, I'm, I'm to change his opinion. Mind. Am I oh not allowed God. to change my opinion? <laughs> Jesus. How, surp how, 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 how surprising. <laughs> well, you know what? I didn't notice him before, but now I'm noticing him now, and I quite like it. Gojo is a fashion icon. He is. But you and know you what? We should say it. We should I, all I say it. I just it. said it. I just said it. He is a fashion icon. And all, all of the characters in this show are fashion icons. Get it's weird like that. The... Knowing that there is a second season, are you hyped for second season? I'm glad that there's a second season coming, but at the same time, it's like, just like for this instance, I will probably not be simulcasting it because I'm not that kind of person. Mm -hmm. okay. I literally always wait for like shows to like finish all their episodes and throw them out so I can binge watch them. That's the kind of bitch I am. You know what? I'm actually excited for second season. Like you, I don't watch the second season until everything until the final episode is aired because I do like to binge watch and simulcasts annoy me sometimes. There's only a fair few shows that I am dedicated to simulcast, right? Yeah. Jujutsu Kaisen isn't one of them and I think because Jujutsu Kaisen is a type of show for me at least that it works well when you're binging. Mm -hmm. I'd, I, it would kill me to watch the show week on week. Yeah, me too. I, I couldn't handle it because I'd want to know the story, the next part of the story straight away. Obviously, there is the film coming out. Mm. Probably by the time this episode's out, the film would probably already be out. It would probably already be streaming uh, on Crunchyroll. Probably already has a DVD out. It, it's called uh, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. And I, I'll be honest with you, I hope that if they do a second season, that we don't get Jujutsu Kaisen Zero part of the second season, like a recap. Yeah. Because we've seen it with Demon Slayer and we're seeing it a lot with a lot of anime that gets uh, film releases. Basically, their second season is a recap of the film. Although yeah. I hear Jujutsu Kaisen Zero is like a prequel, so it should be good. It should be good. But yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to second season of Jujutsu Kaisen. I will say this though, I really did enjoy it. I did bring up my gripes and grumbles throughout the episode. It's a great show. For those who are listening and who aren't necessarily into shonen anime, give this a try. Because it's one of those shows that is very thrilling, but at the same time, you don't need to dedicate a lot of brain power because there's some shonen shows that are incredibly complex to the point where it gets really political, like Attack on Titan. I've gone to the point within Attack on Titan I'm not watching it anymore because it's just too complex to get around the story, right? It, it doesn't make much sense to me anymore. But this is one of those shows that I feel like I could turn my brain off. If I had a bad day, I can guarantee that Jujutsu Kaisen is going to cheer me up, right? 
Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, I'd rec- I wouldn't recommend this to someone that's new to anime. But if you are a seasoned anime watcher and you want something new, right? If you've never seen Shonen before, maybe this could be the perfect entry point into Shonen anime. Because Shonen anime, when you look at it, can be quite daunting. Because you've got long-running series. You've got One Piece, Naruto, Bleach. You know, you've got these big anime isn't bleach over bleach is over but it's coming back uh. so but also naruto's over as well i mean now you got baruto now but my point is if you want to join show i was gonna say shoujo if you want to watch shonen <laughs> anime it can be very daunting especially with shows that have filler arcs and things like that jujutsu kaisen doesn't have any filler arcs that's another thing that i forgot to mention so it's a great entry point into shonen anime in my opinion and i think if you've never seen shonen before if you're someone like me that watches a lot of shoujo anime see this time jacob i said it in the correct con in the correct context um, Good. but if you're someone like me that watches slice of life or shoujo or romance animes and you want to transition into watching more shonen shows then this is the perfect entry point what about you jacob who would you recommend this show to i would honestly i would recommend this to people who are of my age <laughs> okay i don't know all right i, I don't, I don't I was... really know how to put it but like here's the thing uh if i would recommend it honestly i would recommend it to anyone who don't roll your eyes at me for saying this but like i would recommend this to anyone who enjoyed naruto Okay. Yeah. Because it's like if it, it it has it has like I've noticed like similarities in like you you know how like in Naruto you got like like the tiff different have you have you ever watched Naruto like for longer time? I've seen a few episodes, but I don't really watch long running series. So in in Naruto, there's also like you know like ranks of like ninja. Like you got Chunin, you got Jonin, of course you got Hokage. Like you got so many ranks, and that kind of reminded me also of well the the Chujutsu Kaisen rankings with like the sorcerers and the curses. Kind of reminded me of that as well. And I do have to say that in like you know how sometimes in shonen uh, shonen anime you got like those. Uh, those protagonists that are like they basically don't listen to the to the villain and their reasonings but I feel like and they're like you're wrong for doing this and I feel like that is where Yuji is different like he will listen to the villains and he'd be like that they kind of have a point you know what that is something very similar to Demon Slayer because you've got Tanjiro who after killing all these demons listens to their backstory I'm like what the hell but yeah it's it is something that's rare but it's not something that's new yeah but I would definitely I guess I would definitely recommend it to people who enjoy Naruto or Demon Slayer okay yeah well, great and and honestly just like people who really enjoy like funky anime because dude I feel like I haven't seen an anime that's like groovy and funky as Jujutsu Kaisen in yes. such a long time where it's like they actually have a serious plot but they still have fun they still have fun with it and yeah. still put that kind of really cool vibe into the anime and I love that like I'm like a sucker for that because it's like sorry to cut you but it, it's a pretty no uni- it's a pretty versatile anime because you're you're uh, you know you're oh my god I'm remembering <laughs> <laughs> versatile uh, I'm remembering versatile. That. versatile. Uh, a- anyways, um, looking into like it's a very versatile anime in the sense that it attracts so many different t- 
types of anime watchers. You've got your people that want to get into shonen. You've got your shonen fans. You've got fans of supernatural anime. Like if you're a fan of One Punch or if you're a fan of Mob Psycho 100, because it's very similar in that sense of, you know, exercising demons, cleansing demons and curses and stuff like that. It's got that sort of supernatural flair to it. It's got that sort of psychological thriller as well. It's got so many different, it takes the best out of all of these anime and puts them together and it might Mm -hmm. seem to some people like it's a bunch of tropes and it's a bit repetitive but the fact that it's taking on all that stuff and still manages to be a great show and still manages to be a well-defined show says something about it and i think really that it just appeals to so many other people um but that being said jacob i think that this was an excellent episode do you think so i think so i think i think i'm such a i'm such an inspiration aren't i yeah you you know what you are an inspiration thank you and I really do appreciate for, for you coming on this episode of today. Course. And thank you. Um, but also thank you to you guys that are listening. And thanks to our sponsors, Japan Crate. Big thanks to Crunchyroll because this episode wouldn't happen if it wasn't for Crunchyroll. Also, we're doing an episode on Jujutsu Kaisen Zero as well. That wouldn't be possible without Crunchyroll providing us with early access to the film. And also, tell us what you guys think. What do you guys think of Jujutsu Kaisen? Did you like it? Did you dislike it? If you want to share your thoughts on this episode or on this anime in general, come and chill with us on our Discord server by checking out getalifepodcast.com forward slash Discord. We are a friendly bunch. You'll see me and Jacob on there. We can shit talk about anime. We can fangirl over <laughs> over Gojo. I was going to say Shoujo again. Damn it. But um, we, you know what? We can fangirl over Gojo if you want. It's up to you guys. So please make sure that you join our Discord and that you support our sponsors. Because once again, when you support our sponsors, they support us in turn. So yeah, that being said, I'm going to announce the next episode of Kunai. It is... Jacob, do you know what the next episode of Kunai is going to be? I, I have no clue. So Jake, Jacob doesn't know, but we are going to do Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, but that's for the film. So consider that as its own separate episode. But the next anime series that we're going to cover on Kunai is long awaited. It is Denki Guy, the, the one and only Denki Guy. I don't know if you know about this, Jacob, but we actually we meme about it a lot on Kunai. We actually canceled. This was the first canceled episode of Kunai Denki Guy. So me and Will are going to take a shot at Denki Guy. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on in that episode because we're going to talk about the anime, but we're also going to talk about why the original episode failed. So um, that just join for that conversation in itself because that's a wild ride. Um, but yeah, thank you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Oh my God, I'm so happy I could be here. Oh my God, I'm so grateful. Oh my god, I can't believe that you had me on. I'm so honored. I'm so grateful. Oh my god, I feel like I just won an Oscar. Oh my god, I'm so happy. Thank you, Fish. Uh, you're welcome. And, and as thank always, you guys for tuning in. Oh my god, you guys are so hot, so sexy. Love that. Y- oh, you know what? Speaking of sexy, that's me. It's a shame that Joe isn't here to say this. And I know Joe would hate me if I said this. So remember, guys. Stay sexy. Why are you? Why are you still stay sexy <laughs> away from me? That's Joe's thing. Don't take it away from Joe. Well, you're not Joe, so I took it. Stay sexy. No, I. 
I get the last day sexy. Why why are you no, doing this don't. to me? You know what? Joe, if you're listening, tell Jacob. Tell Jacob that he can't do the stay sexy. You're okay? just jealous. You're no. just jealous. You're just jealous of my time. You know what? I, I don't I don't have permission from Joe to say stay sexy. I do. No, you don't. I Prove do. it. Prove it. I need to see receipts. Because Joe we're not, said it. we're not, we're not ending this episode until we get confirmation from Joe. Okay, I'm messaging. Okay, Joe here, uh, right here, now. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you the confirmation right now. I need to see this. Message Joe right now. We need to. No, that's not confirmation. <laughs> wait. Okay. Wait. Wait. Uh, okay. Wait. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask Joe. Okay. We, okay. Tell, tell Joe that we're in an episode right now, and screenshot it. I need to see the screenshot that, and we're not, and this is live. We're not, we're not ending this episode until Joe gives us a confirmation that we are allowed to say, stay sexy. And we need to know which person Joe wants to say, stay sexy. So we need to, we need to figure that out. So Jacob. I just when? messaged Joe, so okay. Well, you know what? I need to message Joe as well, but I don't want to. I don't want to message Joe because then it would just be like Joe's just gonna get a shit ton of messages, and they're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" So we can't. We can't be doing that. So tell well, me. Tell I'm me when waiting. they respond. We need to see when when I'm, Joe I'm, responds. Yeah, I I am. I'm currently in the process of waiting. We can't end this episode. We can't end the episode. This is kunai law. We can't end the episode until we get permission from Joe. <laughs> okay, so until until we get permission from Joe, until we get permission, we're just gonna we, let the recording. That run. way, we're gonna have to let. That's the rules. That's the kunai rules. We gotta let the recording run out of respect for Joe. Okay, so what we have to at least fill the okay, time. Okay, they're they're typing. They're typing. Oh oh! I swear to God, if- they said I'm sorry, but that's a sacred f- phrase. Wait, so none of us can say it? You, wait, 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 wait. Bring Joe into the call right now. <laughs> we need to know. We're not going to record the Joe part, but ask Joe if they could join the call. We need to know. Did you ask them? They said they have a better idea. <gasps> What's a better idea? Please tell me Joe is going to provide like an audio clip of the SpaceX. Joe said they have a better idea. Okay, well, wait, 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 wait. Okay, what's the better idea? I'm gonna does, say this. I'm does, gonna say this. No, well, no. What, what do you mean you're gonna say? You can't. If it's stay sexy, you can't say it. It's Joe's not stay co- sexy. So what is it? I'll let you know. I'm, they're they're still typing something. Oh, for fuck's sake. Does does Joe know that we're we're still we can't end the recording <laughs> until Joe gives permission? Are they aware of that? Because we've wasted like 15 minutes, right? This is a great meme. I love it. Joe has banned us from saying stay sexy unless they are present. Jacob, why are you silent all of a sudden? Because I am <laughs> I am in a discussion with Joe. <laughs> no, you gotta bring Joe you gotta bring me and Joe into this discussion. Don't be having <laughs> private conversations with Joe that I don't know about. Okay, because the recording's still going. We can't end it. Wait. I got Joe's permission. No, you don't! This is bullshit. I need to see no, I'm, I'm, let me, let me, let me. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, okay? I'm gonna, I'm gonna. No, bring here. Joe. Here's, the, here's the screenshot. I got it. Okay. I got it. I got you the could, permission, you, you guys. You could have, you could have photoshopped here. it. This is not. Oh my god. Yeah. Let me Photoshop a fucking conversation. Well, for two you, seconds. T- you were, you were, you were quiet. 
for like because minutes. I was concentrated. Oh, okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay, I'm okay. Okay, let's read this out. Okay, that's a sacred phrase. That's what Joe said. So no one can say it. I've got a better idea. What is it? Stay horny. Well, okay. Mm, you know what? It's not the same. No, keep keep reading. Okay. Don't falsify the okay. don't falsify okay. the evidence. I'm gonna say this. To be honest, you can't. What? You, wait, wait. I'm, I can't read. Can you read what what Joe has said? Joe said to be to be honest, I know you can't say this part was a joke, but I kind of like stay horny. And I said, okay, so I can't stay sexy. Joe said, no. I said, I have your permission. Uh, Joe <laughs> said, now you have to say stay horny. Executive decision. And it's I true. said, don't be like this. And Joe said, okay, fine, but it better be a damn good one. And I said, yes. Okay, so. Wait, no, before get you Get ready. No, Get no. ready. Pause, Get ready pause, because it's, pause, the, it's, 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 the, pause, it's the best, pause, it's the best no, stay sexy pause, you're going to hear this year. No, it's not going year. to be. It's not going to be. Pause stay for a second. Stay sexy. No, no, we're not giving the stay sexy. Do not count that stay sexy. Sorry. I, I need will. To, I need to confirm. Executive with Joe. decision. Wait, that's not an executive. I don't think Joe is allowed to make executive decisions. Wait. <laughs> Fish is so mad. I'm sorry. I. How are you allowed to say stay sexy, but I'm not allowed to say it? Because Joe said I could. <laughs> Wait a minute. I need to verify. <laughs> <laughs> stay sexy, no, guys. No, no, no. We're not. That's that's an illegal stay sexy. Stay Don't sexy. No, no. I'm gonna keep doing this until you say it's allowed. <laughs> Don't. These these stay sexies are not legal. Joe literally gave me permission. You falsified that information. I did not. You did. You photoshopped no. it. I know you did. I know. No. Did. Look, invite Joe to the call. It, this is the only way that's going to get resolved. Invite Joe to the call. Unless they verify, unless I hear it from Joe's mouth, I will not believe this. How do I not know that you've not hacked into Joe's Discord? What? <laughs> yeah, I would. I will hack into Joe's Discord for this. Yeah, I think, I think Obviously, because very, I'm a fucking it's very, hacker. It's very important. It's very Stay sexy is the soul of Kunai. It's the heart and soul of Kunai. Okay? Kunai was nothing before Joe and their stay sexy. Okay? Sure. It's true. You can ask I'm Joe. Waiting for, I'm waiting for Joe to confirm to be added to the call. Okay. I need to hear it from them. Otherwise, I'm not going to be satisfied. And I'm not going to end this episode. I'm, I'm that stubborn. We'll get this episode going for three hours. And I won't edit it out until Joe confirms. Stay sexy. No, Jacob, you can't be staying stay sexy. Stay this is, sexy. This is illegal. There is no document. <laughs> you have no documentation. I literally sent you a screenshot. No, that's not. You could have falsified those documents. I need to see a well, certificate. I'm you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a screenshot of this on my phone. Does not matter. You need to go to the American Embassy in Austria and get a certificate of authentication, right? And that says that Joe has given you explicit permission to have stay sexy privileges. Clearly. I want to know what I want to know what you smoked. <laughs> I did not smoke shit. I've been awake for the last 24 hours and this is fucking that's, hilarious. That's so, what you smoked then. I did not smoke shit, okay? Wait, Joe's do we do you think this is pissing Joe off? No. 
Okay, good. Because I don't want to. I don't want to upset Joe. But I'm waiting for them to tell me if I can add them to the call. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I messaged Joe. I was like, Joe. Oh my God, bitch! Did you give Jacob stay sexy clearance? Show this. Show, show, show Joe the screenshot. I look. I need to hear it from Joe's mouth. I am not gonna be. You could have. You could have like photoshopped this. I am not good at Photoshop. I'm gonna be Doesn't, honest. No, like, you know, you could have falsified it. I don't know. You, even if you didn't Photoshop it, you could have made another. Look, you could have made another. Do you account. know how many assets I would have had to use for this? I don't know. I look, look. There is a something on Kunai called the secret budget. There was a meme back in the day with the secret budget. I don't know if you remember that. You probably wouldn't, but there was a secret budget. I, have, on I Kunai. was not. I was not filming on this. No. <clears throat> so yeah, we had the secret budget that only certain members could use, and I have a feeling that because you've entered Kunai now, that you have access to the secret budget, and you're using it to falsify documents. So that I you can, no. so that you can be the new stay sexy guy, okay? That's some bullshit. I got no fucking idea look, what the, look, what look, the Jacob, secret budget you, even you is. You do not have clearance. You do not have security clearance. And Joe to did say, give me clearance on this. No, yes. Joe did not give you clearance. You yes, falsified documents. Look, Joe I'm sure gonna. Did. You're gonna go to jail for what you've done. Okay. No, I'm not. You are going to jail. <laughs> no. Do not go past go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Go to jail. There's no. no no get out of free jail cards. Okay. Joe okay? can Joe can Joe can prove that. Joe Joe is that. not gonna. Joe is not going to be able to prove your innocence. Jesus is not going to be able to prove your innocence, okay? Don't you pull God into this. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Don't you don't you dare. Gojo is not going to be able to prove your innocence, okay? Gojo is fictional. Okay, well, not to some people. Do you think... Okay, quick question. Do you think Gojo will be allowed to say stay sexy? I think he could pull it off. He's... Yeah, because he's hot as hell. Oh, you know what? This what? isn't this isn't going to be included in the podcast, but if we get KG on, he's going to say "stay sexy" in in Gorgeous voice. I hope so. That's what <gasps> I'm planning on. Oh, so you so you prefer KG saying it over me? I see how it is. I see how it is. You know what? You know what? I need to get security clearance from Joe. I need to. See, oh my God, we're we're gonna keep on this recording for such a long time. Jesus. Um, Joe still hasn't replied to me. You know what? I think Joe is just fucking with us now. <laughs> did, did did you tell Joe that we're not going to end this recording until until? But Joe's online. God damn it, Joe! Why? Why do this? Okay. Do you want to just stay? <coughs> if do you want to say the stay sexy and we end this episode? I was ready to do that the entire time. Okay. Do that. We end the recording. And then, because this is wait, they're, go on. they're typing. Oh, they're typing. Oh. <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> Joe said, "I'm playing bravely default." <laughs> oh, fuck off, Joe. <laughs> Joe, this is important. Just join. I need you for a fucking second. Joe said, "Flip a coin or something," but I won't. No. So I'll say it. Stay sexy. Until bathroom break. No, you said bake. Bathroom bake. Ooh, that sounds <laughs> fucking wank. <laughs>
Jacob, what the fuck? You okay. said bathroom bake. No, you heard bathroom bake. No, okay. you, you, you're going to hear no, it. You're going to no, hear this, it. This isn't Great British Bake Off, all right? Bathroom bake. What oh my fuck? God, I hate you. Don't. I hate you more. I'm also going to take a piss. <laughs> oh, this is going to go in the bloopers. I know it. Jacob is using the bathroom because he's going to... What was it? Bathroom bake. Dame, dame, dame yo, dame nano yo. Sure. Andaka. Suki de, suki, suki de. Oh my god. Oh, dana. Yo, you Oh my god. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> That's... I'm yeah, you are. Of course you are. Yeah. I know. What were we talking about again? We were talking about. <sighs> We're talking about my sexy fat ass. Okay. <laughs> but we're also talking about Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, How was your bathroom bake? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't do anything to you. Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> yeah, I would. I would like to know. <laughs> this guy's asking me about my shit. Yeah. You, you took a shit? No. No, I was about to say, I was like, what the fuck? Like, how did, how would someone take a shit that quickly? We were only gone for like two minutes. What the fuck? Girl. That's fucked up. Okay. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm golden medal at the Olympic. Um, no, there is no Olympic. <laughs> at the Olympic sh- shitting. Would that be Summer Olympics or Winter Olympics? That sounds like a Winter Olympic sport. Oh my god, I'm not getting into this debate. I, I am, I am getting into <laughs> no. this. No. So, at the Olympics, is this, like, a Winter Olympics or Summer Fish. Olympics? But yeah, other than that, would you like to see a second season? Yes, oh my god, I would love to see a second season. Okay, you don't, you don't, need, to, you don't need to do it that fake, I just mean like... Oh my god, Fish, of course I would! What is that question? No, for real though, for real though, I would love to see a second season. Mm-hmm. Who aren't necessarily are into shoujo? Who aren't into shoujo? Shoujo? Uh, why the fuck am I saying it? Why am I saying shoujo anime? Fuck. Because of Gojo. Because of Gojo. I Gojo is on my mind. Um, but yeah, Same. if you're... I would reco- record. <laughs> I would. I would definitely. Oh my god! I can't speak. Holy fuck. And the funny thing is, this you, is the you, end you've, of the cur- you've you've cursed me with your shoujo curse. 